You're listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast, where we translate left brain business jargon and strategies for right brain creatives like you. Our mission is to help you transform from starving artist to thriving creative and create a business and career you love without the overwhelming confusion. Hey, I'm Jen, the creative business strategist behind the Creative Entrepreneurs Lab, and I am honored to be your guide through this sometimes crazy creative business maze. You can be a thriving creative entrepreneur, and this podcast is here to help you along the way. I am super excited to introduce you to Laura today. In case you missed the Accelerate Your Creative Biz Summit in spring 2019, Laura was one of the speakers there, and she had so many fantastic nuggets of wisdom that I knew I needed to have her on the podcast. Today, she's going to be giving you her best tips for increasing referrals, aka essentially free advertising, to get new clients in your creative business. It may not be what you immediately think of either, so don't miss this one. Go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your businesses, Laura. Hey guys, I'm Laura of Laurelly Creative and Laurelly Photography. I own two businesses. Uh, the first one was Laurelly Photography, and that started in 2013. I'm a wedding and brand photographer based out of New Jersey. And Laurelly Creative started in 2016 when I realized that creative entrepreneurs have no work-life balance and they are struggling to build successful businesses without sacrificing their personal life. So Laurelly Creative teaches creatives how to create workflows and create systems for their business so that they can have better work-life balance while running thriving businesses and just be able to focus on their family and things that they love while still bringing in a great income and making a profit with their business and working with dream clients because I, for the longest time, thought that I had to make sacrifices in my personal life for the success of my business. And it just wasn't true. It was a limiting belief that I thought for way too long. So now I teach others how to create systems so that they can have both. Yeah. And I've had Laura spoke at my, my recent virtual summit too. And on, on that topic. And so if you missed that, that is definitely a summit session that you want to get your hands on. So, all right. So today do you want to let everybody know what we're going to talk about and then we'll go ahead and jump in. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about how to increase referrals in your creative business. So I increased referrals, I believe it was from 2015 to 2016, I increased my referrals by 1,200%. And it was from something that I did not think had anything to do with referrals. Um, So I'm excited to get into it. Awesome. I'm excited to share that with everybody listening. So let's go ahead and dive right on in. Awesome. So basically, in 2015, I had no workflow whatsoever. And if you're wondering what a workflow is, um, basically, it's every single thing on the front end and the back end that you do for a client. And primarily, like, of course, all product businesses are going to have a internal workflow for the most part and an external with customer support and stuff like that. But for service-based creative business owners, it's really everything from the second a client inquires with you and sends through that contact form all the way through delivering your product. And in 2015, I was flying by the seat of my pants in my business. I had no workflow. I had no tasks written out. I had no idea what Asana was or HoneyBook or didn't know what the term CRM meant. And I've come a long way since then um, because now that's what I teach. But it was just really derailing and making my client experience 
less than what I wanted to deliver. And as a service-based business owner and people listening to this podcast, so have service-based business owners, like we love serving our clients. That's why we are in the service industry and we really want to give great experiences. And what I did not connect early on as a business owner was that my systems and my processes were a direct result of my client experience. So in 2016, I had previously just quit my job. So I quit my full-time job in October 2015. So I originally was, I went to school for interior design and I was a project manager at an architecture design build firm. And that gave me a lot of organizational skills. And then I jumped from there to a photo editing job and realized way even more how important processes were because we were the photographers for Toys R Us and Christmas tree shops and Ross stores and like all these huge companies where we would be I would be having to Photoshop edit about 500 pictures a day. So I needed like a really efficient system in order to stay on top of things because they would be like, okay, our catalog's getting printed next week. And you're like, oh my God, I have 500 pictures to edit that are like needing Photoshopping, not just color editing um, because that's way easier. But I had to create a system and that really just forced me to manage my time well and work a lot smarter because there were other people in the office that were constantly struggling with keeping up with the workload. And my boss would give me something and he'd be like, Oh, this will take you all week. And by noon that day, I'm like, all right, Tommy, I'm done. And he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So I kind of tried to carry that mentality into my own business when I quit in 2006 or in 2015. And then in 2016, the first four months of being full time in my business, I ended up just sitting down at my dining room table, creating a workflow. And from then, from then till now, my workflow has evolved from about 30 steps to people are going to cringe, but my wedding photography workflow is 169 steps as we speak. Um, And it just includes everything. And I think the struggle that I see most business owners having is that they really keep their workflows broad and kind of dumbed down and, for wedding photography specifically, like I'll hear people be like, yeah, I have a workflow. It's like import my images and then go through them and then I edit them and then sometimes I blog them and then I'll export them and then I send them to the gallery. And I'm like, all right, where's your client education? Where's your client communication? Where's the onboarding process? Where is all the like prep? So what I ended up doing is I created this eight-step process Um, in my head. And once I started teaching workflow of how to create a workflow and what I teach that every workflow needs to include is that it has to include awesome communication with your clients. So that might be email templates. It also includes education. Like I think that is just the biggest thing. I I actually shot a wedding on Saturday. So I'm still very involved in photographing weddings. I do about 20 a year on top of my education business, but my bride on Saturday Uh, she was like, come with me, come with me as the end of the night. And I was like, what's up? And she like, just started like hysterically crying. And I was like, Oh my God, what did I do? And she's like, I just wanted to say that like you were the best part of wedding planning and our entire wedding experience. I'm excited for this day because I knew you were going to be a part of it. She's like every single email you sent, every time you communicated with us, I just felt stress melt away. And I knew I could fully trust you. And your tips were so helpful because we've never planned a wedding before and you've done this 120 times. And so it was just 
so great to hear that the education I'm giving is well-received and appreciated. And she gave me a thank you card and it just said, we're going to recommend you to everybody we know a million times over. And it just lit me up because she hasn't even seen a single picture yet. So it's like my service is like the last thing that like I have to deliver good pictures, obviously. Um, But that is the last touch point for the client is delivering the service. But there are 168 touch points for me of communication and education and phone calls and questionnaires and all these things that go into just like staying top of mind with the client and really letting them know like, hey, I got this. You can trust me. That is definitely such an important thing. And people forget that 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 is, even if you don't, even if the end product isn't, is, is what you're delivering. The client experience is what makes them recommend you because you can have the best pictures ever, but they're not going to remember who took them if the experience wasn't great. Yeah, hundred percent. And I have a lot of people come to me and just be like, you know, my photos are great. I don't know why I'm not getting referrals. And then we kind of start to dig in the back end of their business. And I'm like, when was the last time you contacted this client that paid you thousands of dollars? And they're like, well, uh, during their consultation. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, so why, why would you be top of mind? And that's kind of come up. I'm planning my own wedding right now. Me and my fiance are getting married in June, 2020. And since booking all of our vendors, I've only heard from one since signing the contract. Oh my word. That I signed contracts with all my vendors. And I'm like, I love them all and they do great work, but they're not top of mind and they're, they could very easily be because my workflow is automated and my client education is automated and it's all through HoneyBook and like, Jen, I know you're amazing at automation and systems and all that stuff, but it's so much easier than people think it is. You just need to kind of put the time in to do it. And part of the workflow that I teach in my eight step process is it's like step six or step seven or something. And it's like, go into every stage of your workflow. So one stage might be the inquiry process. And then you would have the booking process, client onboarding process. And I teach my clients to go into every stage and figure out where they can add one client touch point that is going to make their client talk about them to their friends. So maybe it's sending a gift. Maybe it's just texting them. Like I literally send a text out to my couples like nine months before. Sometimes it's an email and it's just like, Hey guys, how's it going? Have you picked your honeymoon location yet? Have you finished booking your vendors? Like, are you house hunting? How's your job going? Are you like, Oh, I saw you got a new puppy or whatever. It's like a three sentence email. I got like a five paragraph essay back. and (laughs) People are so excited to talk about themselves And I think that's awesome. Like they should be. And as service-based business owners, we need to like keep extracting that so that they know that we truly care because that's what it comes down to. Um, I mean, there's so many different things that go into getting referrals, but for me, that has definitely been the strongest. And when I was teaching a webinar a couple of years ago, I was like, I need to like go through numbers and see how my bookings changed and my prices and my inquiries, my referrals and everything. And I was like, this number has to be wrong because I've literally increased referrals by 1200% in one year. Wow. It's like the only thing I did different is like write down my workflow and like actually give a consistent experience to every client. Um, 
And when I was like prepping for the podcast, I was just thinking about Starbucks. You know, when you like when I go to the airport and I walk into Starbucks, I'm like, oh my gosh, this line is like 40 people long at 6 a.m. and I'm boarding in 20 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? They can do it. And I'm going to get the exact same product I would at any other Starbucks across the entire country because they're efficient in their systems and they can get through that line in five minutes. And they're also consistent in their product. And I think that is why people come back to Starbucks again and again and again, because you know you're going to get a good experience versus a lesser, cheaper than um, coffee company like Dunkin' Donuts. It's a very different brand and you don't necessarily see as many client at all. You know, you don't really see any client evangelists for Dunkin' Donuts versus Starbucks, even though the coffee might be just as good. You just don't get the same experience. And I think one of the other things with Starbucks that's really key to their experience is that they always ask your name when you're ordering a coffee. And, they, mm-hmm. and like, yes, that's part of their system because so many people are probably ordering the same thing, but it's also a personal touch. So that's something that I always, always, always do on wedding days and in mentoring um, just as much as possible. I think it was Dale Carnegie. He wrote a book like long, 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 long time ago and said the most important word in the English language is somebody's first name. And you people love it. Like I love when Scott's like, I love you, Laura. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like you said my name. Like, it's just so exciting. I mean, it sounds like it means so much more than if somebody were to say, Oh, I love you. Like, you're like, oh, it's actually meant for me. You're saying my name. And so on wedding days, I'm just like, anytime I'm working with clients, I always ask the entire wedding party their name, the entire family their name. And they're like, it's okay. You can just call me like, hey girl. And I'm like, no, like I actually want to get to know you. And then the respect just skyrockets. And so in emails, in consultations, during my sessions, during weddings, I'm always like, hey, so-and-so, like whisper in so-and-so's ear. Like just during consults, like, oh, John, what do you do for work? Oh, that's so cool. Instead of just being like, like pointing. Um, so that's just like a random tidbit that I also collected from Starbucks. Um, that Starbucks has a lot of great things if you can dissect it. I love like dissecting other successful businesses like Chick-fil-A. Everybody always gets a great experience at Chick-fil-A. Never been to one, not from the South. Um, but I've heard a lot of things and I'm like, maybe I should go. So I just, I was just in Massachusetts and they have them out there. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. There's none by me. There's like <laughs> an hour and a half away or something. But yeah. So that's definitely my biggest thing. Yeah. Using names. And if you keep in contact, especially if it's a long process, like an art commission or a wedding plan, like a wedding photography if you are in contact with them every month, they probably have friends who are getting engaged between when they get engaged and when they get married. And if you're the person they're thinking of, oh, you have to get Laura. I love her. She's been so great through the process. And like you said, no one else has contacted you for years. (laughs) So you're not thinking about it if any of your friends get married either. Right. Exactly. I'm like, well, yeah, they're great. They'll be great. I mean, they're going to be amazing on the wedding day, but they're not top of mind. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so easy to be top of mind. Everybody's like, oh, I don't have time to build a workflow or build a system or email my clients. And I'm like, well, you do if you just write the email once, like I wrote the email once. Like, hey, yeah. how are you guys doing? How's honeymoon planning and job hunting and house hunting and all the things? And it's like two sentences. And it's automated in my HoneyBook workflow to send nine months out. 
And then I have another one three months out like, yay, can't wait to see you in three months. Hope you guys are doing great. And like, that's it. That's all you need to do. And it's people overcomplicate it, but it is really simple when it comes down to it. Just good communication and staying top of mind. And you can merge their first names so they, they feel like you remember them, but you don't have to go type it. Yep, exactly. Do you struggle with email marketing? It's okay. I do too sometimes. Do you know what's made the biggest difference in my email marketing though? ConvertKit. It's simple and easy to use, yet powerful enough to do what I need it to. It can be a game changer for creative entrepreneurs. If you aren't taking advantage of the power of email marketing, now's the time to get into the game. Whether you have an existing email list somewhere else or you're brand new to email marketing, you can get an exclusive 30-day free trial of ConvertKit by going to thecelab.com slash ConvertKit. It's time to use the power of email for good. So one of the other things that I think is super important to increase referrals, and this comes in just the actual in-person part of your service, if you're a service-based business owner, is just really coming down to your energy. And I was talking to a client yesterday, and I'm sorry, sorry, I keep using photography as an example, but obviously that's what I do. But I was having a consultation with a bride and groom yesterday, and she was telling me how she had been in multiple weddings. And she was like, you know, I liked the end result, but I didn't like what I saw. She kept calling it backstage. And she was like, they just didn't have a great energy. And they were the ones kind of leading the day. And it really deterred my overall experience. She's like, you know, I was just a bridesmaid, but that's just kind of what I saw. And then she was in a wedding that I shot. And she was like, your backstage was like amazing. Like you were so energetic and joyful and positive and just like made a great experience for the bridesmaids and the family and the couple. And she's like, that's what we want. Like we want everybody to have a good experience. And so that is just something I always tell people, no matter what service-based business you're in, like you just need to smile and you need to show up and you need to be happy, especially if you're in a wedding industry profession, like this is the happiest day of somebody's life and you need to, you need to bring your A game. So no matter what is going on in your own life, I just always try to remind people like, you got to smile, you got to just be so overly joyful and helpful on the day. And I have had so many people, this, um, this quote actually directly came from somebody who referred me to eight of her bridesmaids and I booked all eight of them. And like now I'm booking their bridesmaids. So like this one wedding has just resulted in tens and tens of thousands of dollars just from one person. And I texted her and I was like, Hey, I, I want to like write a blog post about this of like increasing referrals and stuff like that. And I was like, why do you refer me to all of your bridesmaids? And she was like, you just had the most positive energy on the day. Your energy led the energy between everybody else. Like she was like, if you were a jerk or you were upset or you were stressed, that would have translated to everybody else because you're the director of the day. And I know everybody listening is not a photographer and maybe they're not in that like director role, but it just goes so far. Like I just went to go get lunch and the owner, he was like on his laptop and not very happy looking. Um, and I was like, okay, well, good thing you have good food because otherwise that wasn't the best experience and you weren't smiling. And, you know, it just seems ridiculous, but no matter what service-based industry, like that's why they Starbucks picks their baristas like very specifically. 
somebody who can deal with customers and be a great front end person. So I think just it's so important to make sure you have positive energy. And it's just like on webinars, my business coach always tells me, he's like, just smile while you're talking the whole time because it literally, like now I'm smiling when I'm talking and just changes the whole tone and inflection of your voice and just get like that translates to other people and then they get excited about it. So that's just one of my other tips. And that applies to so many different service industries, whether you're a designer or a wedding photographer, even if you're doing something like an art or a handmade commission, if you're excited about the project, it'll keep the energy and the excitement for the client too. And then they're more likely to not be a jerk to you. (laughs) That's what I hear so often is like, oh my gosh, this client is horrible. It's a client from hell. And so how are you treating that client? Because yeah, you may not always get it back. But if you start putting it out there, typically you can transfer the energy and the emotion and keep them happy too. Absolutely. Like I've had obviously um, some very stressed out brides. I pride myself on being at, there were two weddings where I was pretty much the only person who did not get yelled at. And I was literally like, I am going to fix this, even though I did not cause the issues going on right now, but I'm going to be the one to come in and be superwoman and bring my essential oils and my lavender and my stress away and like lather you up so that you have a positive day. And like, I, I bring the sewing kit because the dress is going to break. I've had three brides this year whose dresses broke as we were putting them on. I have a sewing kit in my camera bag. Like, I'm a photographer. I don't sew, but somebody probably does. So I bring it. And um, so just like being prepared um, is just another great thing. Like if you can be the hero of a negative situation, just hands down. Every bridesmaid's going to be like, oh, you saved the morning because you had X, Y, Z. Um, but so that's just like one thing I always tell people, just be overly prepared. And then another thing is easy way to increase referrals is to have a referral program and ask for the referrals. So many people, so many people don't ask for testimonials first off and please start because like I asked for testimonials on Facebook, on Google, on the knot, and all of that affects my rankings on my Google SEO and my not profile, which I don't pay for. Like it's free, but if I continue to get referrals, I continue going up like on the page views. And I'm sure that's mm-hmm. across the board with no matter what type of business you are. If you only have Google and Facebook, it's going to put your content out more if Google and Facebook think people are enjoying your work. So ask for testimonials and give people the links. And I have a referral program that I tell all of my couples if they refer a friend that ends up booking, they'll get a $100 print credit. So you can give them a credit for future work or product or anything like that. But also, I would say that I always give people incentives to share things. So if you are in a business where you say, for me, I blog everybody's wedding and I blog everybody's portrait session, I do what I call a blog comment contest with my couples. And I tell them if they share on Facebook or share share anywhere via email, Facebook, whatever, every comment you get 
on Facebook. Um, the blog post link is a $1 credit towards a print. And so I just incentivize them to share because most people, like, they love the work and they want to share, but it's not the top of their to-do list. And then they forget. And same thing, people get so freaked out just asking people to share things and they want to share. And people get freaked out when people don't give a testimonial and it's not because they didn't like the work it's either because you didn't ask or they forgot you asked and they forgot and so following up with people is huge as well and like you know booking people is a whole different conversation but following up with inquiries I cannot tell you how many more couples or clients you will book if you just follow up with them. I've reached out to so many different vendors uh, over the seven years that I've been in business, like copywriters and website designers. And I can tell you that I've worked with vendors who told me they had a six-week turnaround that ended up being a 14-month turnaround. And I loved the result, but... I'm not referring them to anybody. And then I had somebody on the flip side say it would be a 12-week turnaround and it was four weeks. So that's another just huge, simple one. Just under-promise, over-deliver. Do not do the other way around because it will put such a bad taste in your client's mouth. And that that's like the biggest thing. It's just the simplest concept, but it can be across the board. Like if you communicate well and are organized for your client and you're proactive with them, that is already going above and beyond a service that they likely expected. And so that's just one of the things I always teach is be proactive and not reactive. I always want to be a step ahead of my clients. If they're going to ask me what they should wear for an engagement session, I want to tell them 30 days before they're going to ask me that. So I have all of that built into my workflow and that comes over time when when you start to go through your process with clients, if you're new in business, it will come over time. You'll realize what people are asking you and your frequently asked questions and everything. And then you can just put that into an educational email or a blog post that you send your clients. And it's just so amazing being proactive because it builds trust and trust is what is going to get people talking about you over and over and over again. And it saves you and them time too, because they're not having to email you to ask a question. And then, like you said, you look like the pro because you knew what they were going to ask and they feel like you're reading their yep. mind. So. Yep. Saves so much time. And with testimonials, one thing I love doing is if you're delivering the final product, getting a video testimonial at that point when their emotions are high and they're really excited. And even if you, even if they're not comfortable with you using the video, you at least have it so you can pull the the quotes out of it. Mm -hmm. And, and that usually that way they don't have any reason to say no. And you don't have to wait for them to get it back to you. It's so true. Yeah. I need to start doing that more. It's always been on my list and I'm like, Oh man, I got overwhelmed with video. I mean, like even if it's just, you take your camera and you set up a tripod and just say, Hey, can you say a few quick words about it? And then you're done and you keep going on with their print order or whatever, or showing them the art commission It makes things so much easier for you and them. And, and then if they like, okay, cool, I finished it. So now I get my print credit and they can immediately go and use that. So true. And like one of the other, this is an easy thing that I had implemented a long time ago is just with my client gifts, I give them something that they're going to use over and over again, or they're going to 
see over and over again. So for me, I give a blanket with their last name on it. And I love blankets. I have like 40 throw blankets in my house. It's like a disease. <laughs> um, but I give them a blanket with their last name on it or their future last name on it. And I have been to a lot of my couple's houses before and it's always on their living room couch draped over the couch. It's a neutral color. So it pretty much goes with anything. And I'm like, they are seeing that every single day. They're thinking of me every day if they're seeing it and just like canvases as well. Like, um, for me, obviously that makes sense for me as a photographer, but just things that people use every day. I heard of one photographer who gave their clients a coffee maker, I believe, or a Keurig or something. And they're like, they're going to think of me every time they make coffee. And I was like, wow, that is extreme, but effective probably. And then when people come over and they're just like, oh my gosh, I love your blanket. Or, oh my gosh, that canvas is so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Laura, my photographer gave it to me. She's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that, those are brilliant. I know some folks who give USBs, like monogrammed USBs and things like that with their, like any digitals on them and stuff like that. And then they'll keep using that later on because you can always use a new flash drive. So, yep. Yeah. And not just pens because everybody gets pens. Everybody has 50 million pens everywhere and getting creative. I love the blanket idea. I've not heard that one before. And that's, that's just so smart. Like tote bags. Mm, mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. So smart. Yay. So many ideas. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to have a comment more on the podcast episode and comment with your, your best idea for creative client gifts in your own industry. Oh my gosh, I love that. Pick a winner or something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Any closing thoughts or anything? Closing thoughts. I think everybody overcomplicates entrepreneurship, but I think success comes down to having a really solid foundation. And I think a solid foundation means consistent processes and systems in place that mean you can give all of your clients the same incredible experience, great organization, amazing communication, and just passion and positive energy. I think all of those things are going to take you so far if you can just nail down the foundation. And I think that's what so many people struggle with is they don't build, you know, right now I'm literally in an architecture office and all the houses would fall down if there was not a solid foundation. And that's the same thing with business. So I think if you can figure out what the foundation of your business needs to be and write the email templates, create the questionnaires, create the workflows and the processes and the systems that are going to make your life and your business easier, and then create communication that is going to give your clients an awesome experience and educate them so they trust you and you're continually staying top of mind and building that trust. It's just going to go so far and the house won't blow down. And you know, that's my house analogy, but I had another analogy like a long time ago that everybody loved. And I talked about Southern live oak trees because I went to go do an engagement session in Charleston and we went to Boone Hall Plantation and they have the Avenue of Oaks, the famous Avenue of Oaks where the notebook was filmed and like all these amazing movies. And I went home and I started doing a research on live oaks because that's what I do. And <laughs> they were saying how they have a really solid root system. And it's actually called, I believe it's called a tap root system, where if one tree is not getting enough water, a surrounding live oak will be able to transfer water to them through their roots. And they all like build together, which is like the whole community over competition movement, you know, which is awesome. But what I was 
building this analogy in my head for was that I want my business to be a live oak with deep roots and a solid foundation that when hurricanes come, because South Carolina gets a lot of hurricanes, I don't want my business to fall over. And I compared it to, I believe it was a cottonwood tree. And it said, so they had, no, it might've been a pecan tree. The plantation used to have 700 pecan trees that they had like one pretty severe storm and totally destroyed the entire crop of pecans because the roots were so shallow. And I wrote an entire newsletter about these two trees and like how important it was to have deep roots and a solid foundation. So my closing remarks would just be to take the time to build a foundation for your business because it is going to be what everything else gets built on. And that is just going to help you get so far because it's rare that small businesses last more than three to five years. Mm-hmm. If you can put that foundation in place to begin with, then you'll have no problem going far. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of these great ideas for increasing referrals. I think it's things that people don't necessarily think about and they always think about creating a program or something like that, but these are really foundational things yeah. that'll help people actually get some some results out of it. Yes. Good. Before we wrap up, go ahead and let everybody know where they can connect with you online too yeah. so they can learn more about you. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So pretty easy. My website is lauraleecreative.com and that's my educational site. If anybody's interested in my photo work, it's lauraleephotography.co. No M at the end. And my Instagram that I am most active on is at lauraleecreative. And I believe all of my social medias are at Lauralee Creative. Perfect. And we'll link to those in the show notes as well. Thank you so much again for coming on and sharing everything with us, Laura. Thanks, Jen. It was so fun. Hey, thanks for listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast. I hope you got some great takeaways from this episode. And if you want some accountability to help you follow through on those takeaways, you should join us over in our Facebook group called The Lab for Creative Entrepreneurs. I'd love to see you in there and hear what your biggest aha moment was. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and make sure to leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps other creatives discover the podcast and learn along with you. Until next time.